0: Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.
1: Negroes have the most amazing voices Uh, that's done by uh, Ruthie Foster Uh, that's the best rendition of remember me of all of them that I've listened to it's a great song (coughs) anyway back to this uh, nonsense because we have Oh Mike in Kentucky you got a question or comment on our subject today
2: Well, uh, don't you think they kind of set up a straw man um, based on that uh, court case many, many years ago? And what you just said about the courts being in control of Congress, I think, pertains to a lot of the stuff that I've heard for pretty much decades from the Patriots. And there was a, you can't make, make any argument about the law of the flag or anything because they've got this, I guess, a case that they consider it's now a frivolous argument. If you try to point out that the opinion of the attorney general in 1925, I think, says that the number of stars and the fringe and all that on the flag is at the discretion of the commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy, meaning it's a military flag, and there's all these military regulations about corrupting the flag, you know, with an eagle on top or anything on top, really, and... Uh, tassels and all that, you know. But, um, so a lot of people try to say, well, those those courts are administrating the bankruptcy of the United States under the executive branch. They're not in the judicial branch, but what you just read puts them under the control of Congress, but and still not an equal, co- uh, third estate judicial branch, right?
1: No, they're under the absolute control of Congress, and that puts them under the administrative state. And uh they're nothing under article three at all uh they don't exist now uh, they haven't abolished the article three courts
2: in nineteen forty eight district Court of the United States They're still there. nobody's they occupying them. them they're just not they're just not occupied and we we don't have any way to demand that they arraign the court that way right? We do okay yeah
1: because what I ah. doing by flushing this out. Is I demand a quote district court of the United States. I demand under the judicial power of the United States and in law and equity arising under Article Three. The problem is I didn't find this until the last throws before going to the Supreme Court. Um, now that I have been through all of the United States district courts, I've flavored all over, I have been in appellate courts, courts of appeal. I have been in the Court of Claims. We actually had an Article Three court in the Court of Claims from 1953 to 1982. They actually said so, Then they did away with it. <clears throat> then I have been in the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, which they do totally different, and I've been in the Supreme Court several times now.
2: And you got to make sure you've got the right color cover sheet and all that fun stuff or they kick it out. All of kinds of local e- Every rules.
1: one of them has got their own rules and stuff. But I have my stuff all set up in my computer to do all of the table of authorities and all that stuff. And I have it set up for the uh, <clears throat> Supreme Court. They're back to the little six by nine things, and you have to print it double sided, and you have to. You can either get it published, which is a lot of money, or you put staples in it, and then you have to put clear plastic over the staples on the end so they don't cut their little fingers. And well, they'll take those like that and they have, still have to have 40 copies and 3 to the other side and all that nonsense.
2: Fun stuff. Um I've
1: been I've been through it all.
2: Somebody until uh, you get
1: into these courts and get into the battle. You don't really understand all of the nuances of what's going on until you it's like playing football. You don't learn football by sitting on the bench you got to get in the battle. And I've been through all of them. I can, I've passed all the different formats and all the other nonsense.
2: Well, uh, the other thing I want to bring up is somebody in a Facebook group that I'm in shared a rant from Alex Jones about how he'd spent millions of dollars on lawyers and litigation and all this stuff, and he's being denied a jury trial in two different courts. And it's a civil matter. He's being sued in the civil federal district. Court. And so, what, I mean, there's several factors against him even getting to a jury. But if there's no disputing of the facts, you have to dispute enough of the facts before the court, or whatever you want to call it, the administrative venue, will even consider going to a jury. They'll just issue a summary judgment. But they're not
1: bringing it up. If we were going to, if, if you were going to sue in France, would you use French law?
2: I would think so.
1: Yes, okay. Well, if you're in America, and you're going to sue federal agencies, because that's what we're under right now, and that's what I found they didn't want us to know, is the word called administrative legislation. We have congressional legislation, which is what we're taught in school, which is a con, where we have the House, we have the Senate, they vote on it, they have to have that actual vote recorded, and then the president signs or vetoes it, and two-thirds over overdone. We're taught that. That's what we're taught, right?
2: Well, yeah, That's for, what I was like talking. the dog and pony show legislative process, yeah, I think. Okay,
1: we have something called the administrative legislation. Federal agencies, all federal agencies, no exceptions. Of anything of general applicability and legal effect shall be published in the Federal Register, and if it ain't there, you can flip them the bird. They all publish there.
2: Well, they also have other regulations that they get caught up every now and then, not complying with, like they're supposed to have commentary periods, right? You, okay, Congress how does Compa- this
1: work? Let me give you an overview. The first part is like putting a bill into Congress or the Senate. That's the Federal Register Act. All anything, general applicability and legal effect, has to be there. Okay? There's no getting around it. And it says all documents from all federal agencies. And they even say the President of the United States means a hey, federal agencies. That's why he has to put his executive orders in the federal register.
2: Uh, well, it's the public me. record. That's the you know, and then they used to have papers of record that would have to publish some of this. But you know, we what you're talking about is how they derive the consent of the governed. They publish all this stuff. We don't object to it. They go, we've got the consent of the governed. They were silent.
1: Well, there's a little uh. more to it than that. And I mean, let me go over the
2: whole thing. I'll give you an overview. Well, I didn't want to get you off track. I was kind of no. That's toward- fine.
1: This is this is what it's all about. If 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 we don't understand. If we go up against a federal agency and we say, well, all you got is hand grenades, well, wait a minute. What if that's not all they got? What if they got housers? What if they got airplanes? You have to understand how to fight the federal agencies. The only way you can fight a federal agency is using administrative legislation they print it, and they say if it's there, everybody's got to take judicial notice of it. That means it's, it's like DNA. It's evidence. It's a done deal. Okay? That is step one. All Doesn't the agencies got to put then, it there. They do.
2: Well, then they have to, don't they also have to go beyond uh, whatever law they're trying to enforce, they have to propose, enforce uh, what they call it, uh, implementing regulations,
1: now, implementing was irrelevant. Uh, implementing regulations has no force and effect of law, and I've got Supreme Court cases. It's another con. Nobody is bound by an implementing regulations. They use that word, and Chevron deference, if the people going in and say, well, you know, it mirrors the statute, and nobody's objected, so, well, okay, it looks good. There you go, good.
2: consent by acquiescence, consent by silence. No, and, uh, it's what, All you have to do... All you have to do is convince these bureaucrats that their pension's on the line, and this is what they're supposed to do. So they're hypnotized. They don't care about some Supreme Court case. They're going to draw a gun on you. You don't don't,
1: win if you don't bring the issue up in a court.
2: Yeah, I know. I I get that. Okay,
1: nobody's bringing the issue up. That's what I'm trying to get across. Nobody understands the administrative uh, state. It's called the administrative legislation. General applicability, legal effect, all documents, all federal agencies got to be there. Well, what case there, is
2: it that no one is bound by these uh, implementing regulations? You an know Implementing
1: it. regulation is a con. It's the same as housekeeping regulations. It's the same as interpretive regulations. They're all internal departmental regulations under 5 United States Code 301, and it's in Chrysler v. Brown, a holding of the Supreme Court of the United States.
2: Clear. Say, say that in, again.
1: <coughs> Pardon? Br-
2: Brown holding what?
1: It's in you the holding to- of Chrysler v. Brown, four forty one U.S. two eighty one, nineteen seventy nine. What's a holding? Anything that is a three hundred one reg is <coughs> housekeeping. It's also called interpretive. It's called procedural. It's called implementing. They have different names for them, procedures. They're all 5 USC 301. That's what's so amazing about this COVID. The human subjects. You have to be a human subject to be involved in COVID-19 and getting the bioweapon.
2: Well, yeah, So, so how do you effectively dispute your status as a human subject? Uh, working back. Because to you go something.
1: read in the you go read in the Federal Register. Let me pull it up. Where it says they're under 5 USC 301. Let me pull it up. I'll read it. They print it. They don't even hide this stuff. They well, actually, they do sort of. <coughs> but you gotta, you just have to know what to, what where to go look. Let me pull up the uh, case here. Uh, let's see where is it here. I gotta pull it up here. I've Gotta find the case here first. Um, this is under the one that uh, uh, craft filed. And he got Uh, around, cited the CFR, but CFRs are not judicially noticed. The only uh, thing that's judicially noticed, which means there's no other evidence. Here it is, frontline doctors, right here. Okay, I'm going to pull up the CFR. It's 83 FR 28. And it's who is a human subject. This is under the CFR 44 let me
2: look
1: and see here. 45 CFR you can look that up yourself or I'll email it to you. 45 well, I'm, CFR. I'm writing
2: this down. Some of it. What I'm getting CFR. at though that when you're talking 26. about when you're talking about a piece of law like this though that definition only applies inside that particular act does it not? They can switch the definition.
1: No, 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 no. Hold on.
2: 45 that, CFR would,
1: 46.101. That's the CFR that talks about who is a human subject, and in the Federal Register, 83 FR 2885, it tells you who are, who is under the authority of, of the uh, thing. It, it lines it all out. Let me bring it up here. i got to get it... That's uh, part
2: of the game, though, changing the definitions sections from one act of law to another, no, right? No,
1: no. It's not an act. It's it's called administrative legislation. Yeah. That's what's so important. And let me bring it up here.
2: If they do this, though, okay. in a... Ele- well, nobody's really looking at, whatever, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the... Ga- the, the- the president of the of the house will just gabble down. And say, uh, any objections to passing this body of regulations? No objections. Funk the the I'm going to get
1: through that. I'm going to get to something else that's amazing that I need to go over here. But you're, you've just hit on another thing. Let me go. It says here the legal authority for departments and agencies. That's in the federal register. Got to be judicially noticed. And it says, all of these are 5 U.S.C. 301. 5 US 301 is departmental regulations for internal use only. So who are these agencies? They print it in the Federal Register. This is who the human subjects are. Department of Homeland Security. Department of Agriculture. Department of Energy. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Department of Commerce. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Social Security Administration, Agencies for International Development, Department of Labor, Department of Defense, Department of Education, Department of Veterans Affairs, Environmental Protection Agency, Department of Health and Social Services. There's a nasty little sucker. Department of Defense, Department of Transportation, National Science Foundation. They say their only legal authority is 5 U.S.C. 301, which says it's departmental internal stuff only. That's a human subject. Are so, you part of any of em-
2: those? Employees of Congress are subject to resolutions. So is there some way, do you think that they may have conned a lot of us? They think that they have conned us into being a non-merit employee nope, of Congress?
1: Nope, you're, missing the, you're, you're missing the point. We're all deemed to be citizens of the United States.
2: But well, a U.S. person. Up. Huh? that would be a U.S. person and a subject of uh, the United US States. A
1: U.S. person is another part of it, but it's called a citizen of the United States. Yeah, and they print it.
2: Or because. subject of the United States, whether you have, regardless of your citizenship status, they try to impose that you're a subject.
1: Well, that, okay, well you're mixing up apples and oranges. You got to keep the law straight here. If you are a citizen of, what, what state are you calling from?
2: Well, it's supposed to be a Commonwealth of Kentucky, but I've discovered documents that say State of and Commonwealth stamp okay, either well, way.
1: Okay, you got. You're a citizen of Kentucky, and you once. You well, put I would prefer the public, status
2: of man upon the soil of Kentucky because I'm not like I'm not liking them, All the definitions of citizen meaning a subject to a city. What city would that be?
1: Okay, you're you're off on a tangent, and you can't prove it. Okay, I'm going to tell you that right out. I'm not trying to embarrass you.
2: Well, I'll just the Smith. A citizen wordsmithing. of
1: Kentucky. Wait a minute. Hold on what a citizen okay. of Kentucky has. Do you know what a citizen of Kentucky is? Can you can you tell me what it is?
2: Well, you can be natural born here, and that's automatically conferred, is nope. it not? Okay. If you're within the a exterior citizen. boundaries of the land. Nope. This other
1: stuff won't work. Sounds great. Great patriot stuff, but it ain't going to fly. It's been this way ever since we had the English common law. It came over here. A citizen of Kentucky has what? Inalienable rights. That's the law of nature. Oh, nature yeah. God. Number two, you have civil rights, which means you can sue anybody. Number three, you have political rights. And political rights is the right to put into power the people that are qualified to have a limited delegation from you, the people. And the people say they don't want to be a citizen of Kentucky. You're weeing in the wind. That's oh, our... We- civilization, like it or not, and it works. It's also skip, called a birthright.
2: Skipping the break there? I heard some music. Are we still on? What's that? I, I heard some music. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm distracted. Yeah, you I didn't I'll hear t- any
1: music. Maybe he's going to let us go through a break. I don't know. Yeah,
2: hey. yeah, it sounds like it.
1: Okay, we're going to skip the music. So anyway, you got to be a citizen of Kentucky and when you put it into the public record i got to redo it, I've done it. Social Security quit taking out money, 15%, because it's self-authenticating, and they can't prove it that I'm not once I put it in under an affidavit in a public record. They have to judicially notice it. If I am a citizen of the United States under, I think it's 18 U.S.C. 911, that's a felony. Okay, prove I am a citizen of the United States. Now, I can sign every document... Everyone's different. Social Security, citizen of the United States. Voter registration, citizen of the United States. All these different things. Set on the jury. Federal, citizen of the United States. It's all, each one of them is separate. It's not like Esau in the Bible. He gave up his birthright and he was done. It was a one-time deal. We always revert back the law of the land, due process of law, to being a citizen of Kentucky. So they keep making these, quote, implied in law contracts. Wouldn't you like to have this benefit? Wouldn't you like to be this benefit?
2: Well, that's the lure. That's the, that's the, um, and then they got the strings on you, but um, uh, you remember, I think it was Wisconsin or Minnesota, Dr. Death, Dr. Jack Kevorkian, that particular state did not have a statute. I know I'm off, drifting off into statute law. But I remember when it hit the news and uh, it was on like public radio just like in the mid-90s. Boom. Uh, they convened a court in at common law. I think they said at, not in. They convened a, a, a court, gabbled down in common law in order to charge that guy because he had no statute that applied to him in that state where he was just doing physician-assisted suicide. And I'm like, the courts are still there.
1: Oh, they're there, different... but there's nobody home. There's nobody has the authority because we have to put them in to authority. I got a gal up here out of uh, Big Lake. She says, I'm a judge. Oh, really? Self-appointed. Oh, yeah. Do you know the law? Hell no. I can blow them out of the water in a heartbeat. Huh. It's all there, but there's nobody home. And until we, the people, wake up and come out of Babylon and get our status right, who are you?
2: Well... So you're talking about a massive movement to do this. I'm talking about
1: quitting the patriot nonsense.
2: Well, but you're talking about millions of people would have to do this for it to work. Well,
1: that's why I do this show, and that's why I offer facts. I have briefs. I have the Mooney brief with a thousand pages of documentation of their stuff, their confessions. It's not what I think. It isn't what you think. It's what we can prove, but what's more amazing is these SOBs printed. they're rubbing our noses in it, but you and I don't know that
2: well uh, you no, we know don't.
1: I'll tell you i I know i I've been doing this for a long time, and I've went down a lot of rabbit holes, sure. And if Montana I Freeman up, tried there. own I version. have a big overview. I am putting together, I put together a one line on Social Security. I put together one on the Administrative Procedures Act stuff or the thing. The one thing which I'm going to talk about before we get through today that you brought up, which is an amazing thing, is Congress in 1935 said the President of the United States means a federal agency means President of the United States. How can they mean These are on the same status as the Federal Reserve, which ain't even part of the Constitution. Does that give you a clue? Okay, that's where he does executive orders. So here's the con. They get around and they say, all federal agencies got to put general applicability, legal effects, got to be in the Federal Register. They put all kinds of garbage in there. And if it's there, it's traditionally noticed. That's evidence. One, it's a public record. But number two, because once it's in the Federal Register, it's... It's, it has to be repealed or amended or another statute to overdo it. That's one of the things I had to prove. Once it's there, can they just ignore it? No, they can't, unless it's repealed or amended. And if it is the next step, which is where we have the forced effect of law, that says we have to have a proposed rule with notice and comment, we have to have a final rule, notice and comment, and we wait 30 days. Okay, with notice and comment before it goes. Commentary period. Here,
2: pardon. They're supposed to publish that, but they've so fractionated the media. I'll bet you there's not even three percent of the public that knows that they have a commentary period. That it. The only way Most that we knew about don't. the free diffusion
1: because see what you don't know. Where it has to say in the proposed rule, they do final rules without them all the time. That's what they did with OSHA. They said this is what it is. There's no comment, or they will say, this is the final rule, but we have notice and comment. No. There is a procedure, just like the House and the Congress and the President. It has to say 553B. That's the codification in both the proposed, the final rule, and the last one, 553D. Now, here's the killer. It also says Congress can have 60 days to have an overview and they do something called a joint resolution disapproval. Congress can get around and say, wait a minute, we don't like this this uh, thing. Because you see, if it actually was, it passed the uh, force and effect of law of the Administrative Procedures Act, the second act, it's supposed to be like a statute. But now, wait a minute, Congress can say, no, no, we don't like this thing. And here's something that I stumbled onto. I got to, I've got to pull this up here. It's oh, 5 well, USC, uh, 801 and 802. I couldn't believe this. Now it makes perfect sense. I know what they're, I know how it works. And uh, let me read this to you because uh, if you really understand what's going on here, uh, this is shocking. This is absolutely. This is in uh, 802, and it's the very bottom. Five United States Code 802, Congressional Disapproval Procedure. What does it say in G, as in uh, good? This section is enacted by Congress, number one, as an exercise of rulemaking power of. The Senate and the House of Representatives, Congress is part of the rulemaking. Now, wait a minute, I thought agencies did rulemaking. No, what they're saying is they are part of the rulemaking process. So what they are doing, they are using federal agencies to do what they can. I got, to, I had to look this up. The Supreme Court says what you cannot do directly, you cannot do indirectly. Can Congress make rules and regulations? No. They make public law, which is garbage anyway, but that's fine. They can't do rules and regulations. So they make up federal agencies. Almost every one of them sits outside of the Constitution, which they print, by the way. They say, okay. We're going to give you a general power. They have to give them a limited delegation of power. Number one, they don't do that. They just say, oh, go make all the regulations you want. Just nobody's going to catch on. So the agency goes and makes regulations. And then they will go through maybe a final rule with a notice and comment or a proposed rule, notice and comment, final. They won't say 553B, or they'll say it's impractical, unnecessary, not in the public interest. And they have to declare emergency, which they never do. None of those, the Supreme Court, I finally found all of that in this document that I couldn't get my hands on, the Senate document
2: 248.
1: They have to have public comments. They can't just say it's impractical and unnecessary. Right,
2: that's what I was getting at with these fusion centers. That's one of the things that somebody sued over because they didn't have an, a, a legal commentary period. Sounds like But the bottom there's more beyond.
1: to it. Now. Hold on, there's more to it. Now. Just hold on.
0: And Wednesday at 1 Central. Did you know that you can be tracked and traced when you're online? With identity theft and cybercrimes on the rise, your passwords, your identity, and even your physical location can be revealed to complete strangers. Would you like to surf the internet anonymously and not have to worry about these threats? Well, now you can by visiting PatriotInternet.com. For about $2 per month, PatriotInternet.com will conceal your IP address and your physical location, allowing you to browse the web, send emails, and instant message anonymously. PatriotInternet.com will bypass Extendivite has
4: proven time and again it really works here's a testimonial from amazon.com i am only 40 but i have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years i recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart i had a full cardio stress done which i passed i decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com.
1: Extend your life with over. Okay, well, we're back here. This is really, these next two things that I'm going to cover, got to pay real close attention. First of all, it's they use the federal agencies to make rules and regulations. And then after they go through, they may go through the APA, they may not go through the APA, none of them. Go through the procedure of stating in a proposed rule 553B. They have to state they're making a substantive reg. Okay, in the proposed and final rule. They never do it. Never. But here's where it gets ridiculous, or where it gets very interesting. This is in 805 U.S.C. 802G. As an exercise says that this section is enacted for Congress as an exercise in the rulemaking power of the Senate and the House of Representatives they're saying we can do a joint resolution disapproval that's part because we are part of the rulemaking process they can't be
2: don't they want to do that to- so don't they want to do that so that if politically they need to stop something they, they, they have a, a, a break. Like on a big steam map What they're doing, they
1: they're using the agencies as a front well, yeah. to do what they can't do directly.
2: I, yeah, even though the Supreme okay. Court case, you cited a Supreme Court case here before the break that said when you can't do something in uh, directly, you, you can't do it indirectly. That's a Supreme Court case and uh, or an yeah, opinion? Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll get to that. Let me finish this thought, and then I'll okay. read that off to you, okay? The other one, okay, now, supposedly this rule can be a statute, right? So now, stop and th- can, uh, can Congress take a statute and say it's not a statute? I thought that's what the Supreme Court of the United States does, says, no, this, this thing, is can't, it's, uh, it's unconstitutional. That's what they're doing, because supposedly, if the rule equals a statute, how does Congress get the authority to say it's not going to work as a statute? They can't do that. I looked up the word disapproval and approval. That is a judicial function. So, number one, they're using federal agencies as a front to make rules and regulations. Then they are saying, well, let's see what you did. No, we don't like what you did. Oh, okay, it's okay, I guess. Then here's the kicker again. This is in 801 of 5 U.S.C. If Congress does not enact a joint resolution of disapproval under Section 802, respecting a rule, comma, important here, no court or agency may infer any intent of Congress from any action or inaction of Congress with regard to such rule, related statute, or joint resolution of disapproval. They're saying, okay, if the federal agency doesn't, and we don't disapprove, no court or anybody can hold us accountable that we didn't do something.
2: Well, the intent, isn't that what the courts are supposed to do? Determine what the intent of the law is. If they're saying that, oh, you can't determine our intent, raspberry, the you. That's just, that's just nuts. That's, that's they piracy. got
1: another one in here where they said that no court can question our disapproval. in the same thing. So in other words, they're saying, we're going to use the federal agencies as a front to make rules. Some of them we like, some of them we don't. Some of them we will disapprove of, but if we don't disapprove of them, it don't mean anything. And no court can question whether we did or didn't disapprove it. And if we do disapprove it, no court can come in and look at why we did it.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they've sh- uh, tried to short circuit the legislative—I mean, the uh, judicial branch—so they, that they can do whatever whatever they want to politically.
1: They are using. Federal agencies as a front to make rules and regulations, and they're saying we can up or down them if we like them, or if we let them go, you can't hold us accountable whether they're good or not.
2: It isn't like
1: we we passed a statute, and we can hold Congress accountable because they passed it. No, they're saying, no, if we don't do anything, you can't hold us accountable, and if we disapprove of it, no court can look at why we disapproved it
2: yeah you can't even, you can't even decide what our intent was, but what I'm getting at is um um is this possibly their intent might have been to be able to not throw the baby out with the bathwater in other words, if they've got a whole body of regulations that some agencies worked on and it's cost who knows how much money to draft all these regulations, they can decide if they're going to pull one out of the rubber ducky out of the bathwater and throw that out instead of the whole baby and the bathwater. And that's what that it's all like? about.
1: This is about granting benefits and we can control every part of it and you can't hold us accountable. And some and you of it can't. we're allowed to go to court, some of it we don't. We just got to keep you stupid enough and me stupid enough to think, oh yeah, we have an article three, we have a constitutional remedy, no we don't. Because their federal rules of civil procedure specifically says only a United States District Court, which is a legislative court, which the courts say is under the plenary power of Congress.
2: Somehow there's a touchstone. I think you keep hitting a touchstone with your cheek or something that blanks out part of what you're saying. Okay, Okay, well, there's a beep that keeps happening. Okay, well, the bottom line is,
1: Uh, line um, is... the, the, the court they're the making of the federal agencies is the front man for rules and regulations, and they created a Article One court where the judge is he works strictly representing the court under the absolute plenary power of Congress. He does what uh, the Congress says, and an Article Three court can't do regulations because there is no controversy, there's no case. You got to have an express contract or an implied. In fact, there's got to be two parties to it before you can have a pissing match to see who's going to win. All of this stuff is a benefit, and benefits are implied in law. It's where I get around and like a 1040 and say I am obligated to pay because I don't know no better, but everybody's doing it. Okay, and the IRS people keep suing them over <coughs> every just case after case, trying to hold the IRS accountable. And the court states that they never said they were accountable to do anything, you dumb people. Don't you get it? That's what's going on, okay?
2: So there's no remedy and... There is. Was-
1: but nobody's bringing it up. It's called Part 301 rigs. They are. Their regulations say they got nothing to do with any of us. And that's the bottom line. And nobody is doing anything with it. They don't bring it up. When they do bring up 301 rigs, they treat them as law. A so we regs says it's departmental internal use only.
2: Okay. Disputing the status of being human subjects, that goes across everything COVID or not. Is that what you're saying?
1: It, uh, it, 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 you, uh, to be under COVID, you got to be a human subject.
2: All and, right, they're what all listed,
1: and they're all listed as internal departmental regs. They don't even bind the people that work there and the federal government either. But they can't reach you and me because it says it's strictly for internal use of that agency. Period.
2: Unless and you're that's
1: judicially noticed. They put it in the Federal Register. They actually list them out. They don't even hide it.
2: So just for COVID, that human subject thing is what you're talking about. That doesn't apply anywhere else just for the COVID emergency.
1: For what uh yeah. Right. For this COVID nonsense, yep. Human subject to test on us any if they're gonna test on us, you gotta be a human subject. Are you one? I'm not.
2: I don't work Sounds like they tried to cancel out wherever it was, I think, in Title 51 United States Code, where they declared that they could no longer experiment on right. us without notifying the local sheriff or local authorities, you know, in any given... Well,
1: this here is what they've done, and they've they've trampled on the Nuremberg Code. They just thought everything in the trice and the, the thing is, you have to fight federal agencies with administrative legislation. They are EP that's impervious to code because that's not where they live people just don't understand that and they're, uh, it's foreign it's like as much foreign as French law and America and uh, the laws of the United States they're foreign to each other okay so anyway uh, I got uh, a couple more calls here I want to get through sure. there. I'm right out of time here So. okay Ed, in Kentucky or Iowa, you got a question or comment?
4: Yes, I wanted to give you some more ammunition, um, R- Ralph. Uh, let me ask you a question. What, what was the purpose for all the administrative agencies under FDR?
1: Oh, that's uh, what he wanted to do, is because what he he wanted to get total control of us, you and me, to make us slaves. And no, if no, you no, are, no, no,
4: no. No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about the stated purpose. The stated purpose.
1: I'm not sure what I understand was your stated? question. What what's the stated purpose okay. of what?
4: Of uh, creating the administrative agencies. What was the stated purpose?
1: The stated purpose. Administrative agencies is where we are then getting benefits and we're under the plenary power of Congress and the President. No,
4: no. The reason he created the agencies was for economic recovery. That's
1: all. That's the cover That's story.
4: Well, no, I know. But what I'm saying is it's more ammunition because today you don't see many agencies other than Social Security that are even, even have any bearing on the original purpose of the creation of those agencies to start with. Oh, sure we do. So oh, uh, tell me one. I don't know IRS. one besides Social security. No, no the IRS uh, is separate. No, they're separate. They're
1: they're no, private. They're they're, private, they're, a, remember? They're, a, they're a federal agency just like, Do you know where this this the whole thing started? Do you, uh, do you know what a state plan is?
4: A what a state what?
1: Plan, P L A N. Not really. Okay, this started for the great thing of unemployment. This started because of the Depression in 1935. Every state Mm -hmm. has a state plan. And in this state plan, they control your driver's licenses. They have uh, contracts for all of your child custody, all of your adoptions, all of your divorces, and on and on. And everything listed is a CFR. It's all federal. It was started yeah. in nineteen well, I, I, I don't
4: doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. But what I'm trying to point out is that whenever you're coming against one of these agencies that have nothing whatsoever to do with economic recovery, to start with, that should be at the top the heading of the page. Nope, to let them wrong. know that you know they're illegitimate. To start with, from the beginning, from the get-go, they're illegitimate. It isn't
1: because no, no, I know uh, I'm right. I know
4: I'm right on that one because because that was the stated goal from FDR. And it can't be no doubt about that because it's all in his speeches and and his transcripts because I've got all the transcripts and his speeches. And okay, he said it know, many okay,
1: times. Uh, you know, speeches can't be used as evidence. Do you know what is evidence? It's got to be in the federal register or it's got to be put up with evidence because somebody actually attests to it in law and stuff. That's where your evidence is. These people in all their speeches can give us all of the nonsense that they want. Just like the Supreme Court got around and cited all kinds of facts that were total lies, nothing to do with the law. And they are limited in the Supreme Court go into Well,
4: go into those regs originally... Back in in thirty three, and see if something was placed in there. I'm sure there was, because remember well, there was a whole bunch. Of, there was a whole bunch of 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 uh, resolutions passed by the Congress for I all got of these all kinds of that
1: stuff. I've got. I'm, I'm
4: knee, knee Okay. Toe. All right. So so there's a whole all of the ones almost all of them that were created by FDR are gone.
1: Almost all of them. They already do. <clears throat> Are you familiar with the Federal Register Act or the Administrative Procedures Act? I
4: know. I
1: know about the federal. I've seen the Federal Register before at the courthouse. I mean, at the uh, law library. I've seen it before. Are you familiar? Have you? Do you, are you? Those are the only two things that all federal agencies have to do. Yeah, Period. I believe that. I believe that. So that is where you go. All of this other stuff is just. You can go to what got the started. Like I quoted a law of the United States here that said we're going to get around and make subsidy rights. And they say, and then they go ahead and say, we created the federal rules of civil procedure. And then they say we're going to do it only in United States district courts, which is exercising right. judicial power of a district court, which is under mm-hmm. the plenary absolute total power of Congress.
4: Right. And it's because it's under Congress, because it's under Congress. If Congress passed uh, resolutions uh, to create these agencies which which had to had to happen
1: well printed it, most goes, of them it, it all goes
4: back it all goes back to regardless of the of the of the Federal Register because the Federal register is nothing but rules and regulations of the agency that's not Congress laws so if they, they created do. the agencies yeah if they created the agencies, then it goes back to Congress, and that's your argument. What I'm trying to tell you is that any agency that is created today by Congress or whatever, I don't care who they are, if they have nothing to do with economic recovery, they are phony,
1: complete Okay, bogus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you. you. You send me the stuff with the uh, you send me your documentation to back that up because you're 100% wrong. Yeah, yeah not- I'll do that. I'll do that.
4: Uh, and by the way, I want to tell you one more thing. Okay. Uh, there's a book, a good book. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. It's a very good book. It's called The Second Founding, and, it, and it's by a fellow named Eric Foner,
1: F-O-N-E-R. And oh. it says how this – huh? Send me an email on it, and I'll look at it. Okay? How's that? Okay,
4: yeah. How, how the Civil War uh, and Reconstruction remade the Constitution. That's what he said. Oh, says. I
1: know. That. I've, I've got all kinds of they reconstructed the whole government. That's what—I've got all kinds of stuff I know on it. that.
4: I know. It, but in this book, it, this is a very good book because it goes into great detail about what well, send really happening. Send,
1: well, send it to me because we can't talk about something I ain't seen. Okay?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I just want to let you know that you need to read it. And everybody
1: okay, needs well, to read it. I got it. It's a good book. Okay, well send it to me, okay? All right. I got one more I'll caller. I wanna give him I wanna give All him right. time here so that okay. he has a five. Right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, okay. Bo, Bye. you're on. Uh Indiana.
5: Okay, Ralph, hey, um good good stuff tonight and I'd like you to remind some of the previous callers that um didn't catch up on your previous stuff. I got you up on BitChute now. You just search Ralph Winter Road on Bitshue, you, you'll come up. But I was going to ask you, you know, if the Constitution is really not something that's in their world in these courts now, do we even bother bringing that stuff up?
1: Yes, we can bring up what we're supposed to be, and then what we do is we use the evidence of what is against them of what they are admitting to in the federal register. That's what's important. Yes. because yes. the only evidence that you can use against a federal agency is called administrative legislation that's in the federal register and it's the APA if they say we're not going to do it and all that that is the evidence to use against us. hold on a minute I hear the music okay
6: Or call us.
3: 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3.
7: Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible?
1: Okay, we're back here. Are you still there, Bo? Hello.
4: Hey, yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. Go, go.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Got any other questions or comments or?
5: Yeah. Second question. Then um, you know um, you're familiar with uh, some of my paperwork, and um, as you know, my standing is based on basically not being a, U- a citizen of the U.S. Um, essentially, I just you know appointed myself as the executor of my own estate back in uh, 2012, and I'm still standing on that. So, um, just seeing if you see any um, any snafus well, with the that. Main,
1: the uh, thing that you have to be is a citizen of Indiana, and you get three things: you get the law of nature, and uh, the, uh, the thing that is inalienable rights. That's the creator. You get the civil rights, that's to sue and be sued. And you get political rights, which is suffrage, because you have to have the authority of the political rights to determine who you have given a limited delegation of power and who to put in that office, and to make sure they have an oath of office, a certificate of election, or a civil commission. Those are three things of a, quote, citizen of, the, of Indiana. A citizen of the United States does not have inalienable rights, has nothing to do with the creator, can't do anything with Christianity or nothing. It only says you can sue fictions and be sued. It has no political rights. Done. And the court's printed. Oh, and I was going to put in uh, this other uh, let me pull it up. I got off to uh, the uh, Supreme Court here. uh can't do indirectly uh, i've got a brief on that if somebody wants to see it they'll see me uh, this is uh plaut versus spendrift that's one of the cases that i'm using uh, that it quotes and uh, i've got some other sites behind that and i got the one that's really amazing that everybody should read It's K-I-S-O-R versus Wilkie. W-I-L-K-I-E. And it talks about Congress can't issue mandates either to compel courts to do something. Amazing, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I'm going to need that one probably next after I get over this hurdle. But um, yeah, I'm just wondering if I can put this um, stuff about, um, you know, uh, state citizenship, You you know, to, you know, um, uh, put it right in the court document itself, because I'm ready to pull the trigger on this thing. You've seen uh, the uh, work that I've uncovered with, you know, I had like six. The
1: the thing about your state citizenship is, and I've got uh, ones that I I mean to update it, but I've been working on this other to get all these questions answered uh, as I've got one that's worked. And it's worked for me and several other people. It's been about two years since I've updated it. But once you put, you're a citizen of Indiana, domiciled in Indiana. I patterned it after their uh, uh, naturalization documents. Because they got the right words. It's all put together correctly. So I plagiarized it. And once it's put into the public record, it's self authenticating Soon as I did that, they quit taking out fifteen percent of my quote social security, which they started, and then they really pissed me off. They got around and didn't renew the liens before I could get around to trying to sue them but that's all right i'm I'm not done with them yet
5: right okay. well, then yeah, perhaps uh, I can get with you after the show or tomorrow um and figure out what I need to do about that because as you know um I'm getting pretty close on uh, putting this thing into play.
1: Right. Well, you're nice so you're, uh, I need to redo this. i got to finish up. I, I've got about five losses. Of you know, I was worried about
5: the Bureau. There's a Bureau and there's an umbrella agency that I'm dealing with. And like six entities in total.
1: Well, we got to go here. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. And I'll be at next Sunday, God willing. And what's up for the federales everywhere? Good, night. Good night,
3: Have you ever needed to make a phone call? But didn't want the person you're calling to know that it was you on the other end? Have you ever needed to make a call and wanted to keep your phone number and location private? Well, now you can with PatriotPhone.com. PatriotPhone.com will enable you to make unlimited calls anonymously. That's right, unlimited anonymous phone calls to anywhere in the U.S. and 36 countries around the world. Our most popular phone plan includes unlimited calls, your own phone number, voicemail, call forwarding, and many other great features. Visit PatriotPhone.com to get your own phone number in any state and take back control of your phone calls. PatriotPhone.com also allows you to record your calls and access all of your phone records online. PatriotPhone.com works with iPhones, Android-based phones, and Windows computers. Protect your privacy and your freedom with unlimited anonymous telephone service from PatriotPhone.com. Today, that's PatriotPhone.com.
8: This is our